Hello, and welcome to Cracking Open a Cold Case and Other True Crimes. I'm Sugar. And I am Caitlin. And we're the two ping ping balls in a windstorm <laughs> of your dreams. Thank you for listening. Yeah. So, Shook, what do you have in your cold one today? It's a Diet Coke with lemon. Oh, how fancy. Is yeah. that a 44 ounce I see? Yeah, I don't go weak and get lower than 44. Right? If I'm going to drink soda, I need a drink enough to get kidney stones. <laughs> right? Oh, jeez. That's the truth. What's in your 44? In my 44, I have a Diet Coke with raspberry. Whoa. I'm just trying to say it like you would say it. I don't know that I would say it like that. That took a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just mixing it, up, mixing it up today on this cold fall afternoon. Yeah, we're going to have to start drinking hot ones in the future. No. Okay. <laughs> just joking, I guess. No hot ones here. We are the hot ones. Did I already? Oh, I already asked you. <laughs> Uh, my memory is going. I'm getting old. Are you a goldfish? You only have a 30-second memory. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. What did you do that's of note this week, Caitlin? Not much, to be honest. Um, I had a strange experience today. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. Is okay. it paranormal? <laughs> I wish. No, so I do that Walmart grocery pickup. Because I'm lazy and I don't like going to grocery shopping. And so I took my dog with me in the car to go pick him up. What's your dog's name for all those people who don't know? Trout. He's named after Mike Trout, who is an outfielder for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He wears number 27. So Whoa. there you go. But yeah, so I took Trout. And this lady was so enthusiastic, like this worker who brought my groceries. She's coming out the door and she starts waving. I'm like, oh, hi. And then she like sits and chats and chats and she unloads my groceries and then she's chatting and chatting about her dogs and she was like, you should bring your dog over to my house. That'd be fun. And I'm like, do you, were you like, uh, actually I hate people. Yeah. I was like, nope, I'm not going to go over to my Walmart employee person's house <laughs> with my dog. You were just like, you you spit on her and you were like, like let's make it clear I'm a rich person. <laughs> I don't associate with Walmart employees. Yeah, Caitlin's too classy. But yeah, so I guess that was kind of something notable. It was weird. But, I mean, I guess good for her for having people skills. Yeah, props to her, but oh, she also told me that her kids told her they needed, she needed to work out. But she wore her manager's Fitbit, and she walked 12 miles in a day. Wow. And I was like, that's cool. I don't walk 12 miles in a day ever. Right? It was a strange experience. But did you any do anything notable this week? Um, I saw It. You did? How was it? What it, did you think of it? I thought it was very good. I definitely didn't think it was super scary. Mm -hmm. Except for, like, if, if you're talking about, like, getting jumpy scared. Yeah, yeah. It's more like that suspense jumpy. But not, like, where it's, like, super creepy and you're scared. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing where once you kind of figure out what's going on, like, once something loses its mystery, it's not as scary. Mm -hmm. So, like, when he starts dancing, oh, the yeah. clown dances at a certain point. This isn't even a spoiler because there's clips of it all yeah. over online. Uh, that kind of makes him less scary to me. <laughs> yeah. But, 
it was good. Like it was like art. Like it was pretty cinematography and mm-hmm. like everything. The story was good. Yeah, I liked it. I heard they're making a second one. Yeah, that was supposed to be just like the first half. Yeah, and the second one's like the adults. Because the book is like a thousand pages mm-hmm. at least. So I would assume. I don't know. Because does the book have them as adults? I think so, but I've never read the book. We don't read books. So, I don't know. Once Al Gore made the internet, he was like, books are obsolete. Don't read. Climate change isn't real. Okay, Al Gore definitely didn't say that, but Caitlin's funny. Caitlin's. Jeez, Shug. (laughs) Caitlin's trying to alienate half of our audience, probably all of them, who believe in climate change. That's true. Sorry, guys. I'm a hater. She doesn't want we are, friends. We already know that I'm a hater. True. So, another notable thing I did earlier, uh, this isn't, actually, I just wanted to make note that I remembered that Scooby-Doo's full name <laughs> is Scoobert Dubert. <laughs> I started laughing alone by myself. When? Like, Today? yeah, in this very room we're sitting in. I like when I do that, and then I always feel kind of dumb. I'm like, I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> oh, for laughing at something? By myself. But I, I embrace it. It's Goober Doer. It's because someone put that, like, another name for Satan is, like, Beetlebub. Bazelba. It's Bazel. It's, oh, oh I can't say it. Be- Beezlebub? Beezlebub kind of it's thing? It's something like that. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Uh, I don't know why I decided it was going to be Beetlebub, like <laughs> Beetlejuice. Hey, Siri. What's another name for Satan? Hmm. Let me think. I found some information about Satan. Take a look. Well, your Siri, your Siri is a man. My Siri is a dumb bitch. They all Siri, are. what is Satan's nickname? Beelzebub. That's... Here's what I found on the web for what is Satan's nickname, Beelzebub. Yeah. That's, like, so funny that... I don't know why that's a really funny name to me. Hold on. Oh, no. That sounds... Okay. Look how scary that is. I know. Um, how... Is that common knowledge to know that? I, I mean, I know it, but I don't know how common it is. I'm just very intellectual, so... Uh, <laughs> Beelzebub. 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 That, I like that. I pressed the bl- Beelzebub. button. Oh. Shit, turn that off. I pressed the button to have it play and it was silent. That's what the silence was. Think about people who are listening to us without knowing that we're doing a podcast. Like people listening to us record and we're sitting here playing Beelzebub on your laptop. Well, there's no one around. Okay, I'm saying, what if there was, though? Caitlin, do you have paranoid schizophrenia where you think people are falling? Oh my gosh, I have a story about that, sort of. So there's a kid that I hung out with in high school. He was a year older than me. And he went to a neighboring high school. And he was dating one of my friends. But he also had this other girlfriend, sort of, that he, like, loved. It was real weird. And she... was a player. Right, and her family... Both her parents were had schizophrenia, and all her siblings had schizophrenia. And I'm like, you're going to get... That's a lot. Yeah. And so... But she seems not to have that as of right now. 
Wait, her parents have both have schizophrenia? And all her siblings. Wait, why did you bring up the guy he's dating? Because he ended up marrying her. But she's not your friend? It was another? Yeah, it was oh, another Oh, it was just girl. a random girl? Yeah. Interesting. I know. So, I Kid. wonder... I get, I'm not very up-to-date on my mental illness, knowing, knowledge, so I don't want to offend anything. But isn't that kind of a genetic thing? Can it be? Can schizophrenia be genetic? I'm sure, because... But I don't know either. But I don't know. So I just... It's in, now they have kids, so I'm wondering if that's going to play out. Well, I mean, hopefully they... Well, did, did the parents not, like, take medicine for it, or they were just... No, very unstable. Cool, cool, cool. I just... Anyways, that was strange. The, well, it's just funny when you hear stories about people with, like, paranoid schizophrenia, where they're like, I'm a targeted individual, and, like, the entire government is, like, working mm -hmm. to follow them and stuff, and it's like... I know that it's not reasonable, and I... To them, it's real. It's just kind of like if you take a second to think about it, it's like, why would the government follow you? Like, yeah, what? yeah. If you're not in like work in a place where you have, they have worse things to do. Yeah. Yes, they do. Um, but anyway, thank sorry, that was a strange little sidebar. Whatever, it was a tight ass sidebar. But all of our reviews say that we have great banter, so I gotta keep <laughs> the people happy. <laughs> Yeah, our uh, chemistry is just flowing. Imagine a beaker in a chemistry class just, like, exploding <laughs> with chemicals. That's, That's us. <laughs> oh, God. So, so, Caitlin, what are we doing a podcast on today? Tonight, our podcast is about the Heaven's Gate cult. Would yeah. you consider it a cult? Yes. I would have considered it a cult. But it's about Heaven's Gate. So, should I... Why would people recognize the name Heaven's Gate? Why is it something that might strike some familiarity? Because of uh, when I sing, knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Gate. That's what I thought of. That's what people think of. <laughs> no, it's because in 1997, March 26, 1997 to be exact, there was a, a mass suicide that took place. Their bodies were found and in a rented house, and they were all wearing, like, Nikes. Okay. It's a common dad joke. Actually, it's not a dad joke, because it's really dark. To <laughs> say that they were sponsored by Nike. Oh, that is pretty dark, but it's kind of a dad joke, I guess. Yeah. But, Shook, if that's how it, Heaven's Gate ended, how did it begin? <laughs> that segue, holy shit, that segue was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Mr. Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles started it together in 1973. Oh. They met, and um, at the time, Marshall was married and had a child. Bonnie was married and had four children. Uh, and they were talking to each other about they were had, let's see, they decided that they both had a divine purpose in life mm -hmm. and were, like, talking and getting each other amped up. Much like we do. Yes. So, Marshall Applewhite was the son of a Presbyterian minister, and he began his foray into biblical prophecy in the early 1970s. He was fired from the University of St. Thomas in Houston over an alleged homosexual relationship with one of his students. And so, after that happened, he met Bonnie Nettles, who was a married nurse, who also had an interest in... Theosophy and biblical pro prophecy. The theosophy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so she, her oldest daughter, Terry, I just want to make note, is she said on a documentary I watched that they would, like, sit in the yard and look for UFOs together. Nice. So before Bonnie was even with her homeboy, Marshall, she, they would just, she was in, into E.T. life as well. Okay. Um, this is pre-E.T. the movie, even. It is. Just a little bit of a sidebar about how and where Bonnie and Marshall met. They met in a psychiatric hospital where she worked and he was a patient. Oh, yeah, she was a nurse, huh? Mm-hmm. And so they quickly became close friends. He said that he felt like he had known her for a long time, and Marshall really felt and believed that they had met in a past life. So Bonnie also kind of agreed with that, but she said that she had been their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials, persuading him that they needed to be together, that they had a divine, divine assignment on this earth. She sound, It sounds like Bonnie Nettles should not have been working in a psychiatric hospital, considering right? she's also nuts. Yeah, so... If, they, if she hadn't been working in that hospital, none of this would have happened. Yeah. If you think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That it really is, because what if she hadn't been scheduled that day? And Marshall was in the, that psychiatric, can't talk, hospital because his father had passed away and he kind of suffered a mental breakdown and then he was fired mm. and he just wasn't doing too hot. Do How frequently do people do that now, I wonder? Can you what? check, if I felt like it, could I go check myself into a psychiatric hospital? I think you can get checked in if you're suicidal. Not saying I'm going to do that. No, but I Winky think face. you can go to the hospital and say, I feel like I'm an danger to myself. Mm. And you can be checked in. Okay, got it. Cute. Perfect. <sighs> so anyway, where were we? They met in the psychiatric hospital, got amped on each other's weirdness. Yeah. It's a hot topic. Probably. And they really, truly believed that they had a divine purpose, that they had something going on, and they even believed that they were um, chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies, and they had been given higher-level minds than other people. They started writing pamphlets that described Jesus' reincarnation as a Texas, a Texan, sorry. So... They, so you're saying Jesus was truly the state of Texas? I mean, Texas, everything's bigger and better in Texas, right? Yeah. Kaylin, have you ever been to Texas? I've been to the Fort Worth airport. I've never been to Texas. And the airport was cool, I guess. I don't really remember it. There were nothing to write home about. Oh! Step up your game, Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> oh, we can't talk shit on them. They just had a big old hurricane. Not Dallas. I thought Houston. that was... Houston. Oh, Houston. I'm not talking shit about Houston. I'm talking shit about Dallas, Fort Worth. Houston, we love you. Dallas, eat shit. <laughs> um, so they also believe that they were the two witnesses that were described in the book of Revelation. And they occasionally visited churches and other spiritual groups to speak of their identities, often referring to themselves as the two or the UFO two. That, love that title. Yeah. You should call yourself. I mean, that. there's a lot of weird information I'm finding. They believe that they would be killed and then restored to life and transported onto a spaceship. And they claim that that event was called the demonstration. Wow. That is a lot. There's so much info on this entire thing. It really is. And it's all weird. Like, they're all kind of 
strange. Well, no offense. I didn't anticipate that we would find anything, like, super normal. Yeah, but it's just, they really, truly believed that they were, I mean, like, they really thought that they were, had a divine, like, a majorly divine purpose, but. So what year did, uh, I mean, when did they initially get their first follower, did you say? It was 1973. So. I don't think that they were called Heaven's Gate yet. No, no. They, I think at that time they were still kind of referring to themselves as the two or the UFO two at that time. Um, <laughs> yeah. They. I wonder if Knocking on Heaven's Door, that song I sang earlier, existed at that time. Maybe. Not. Not that that even matters, but it it matters to me. So anyway. Bonnie Nettles, so Bonnie left her kids, and Mr. Applewhite left his one child and wife, because, well, their marriage deteriorated. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, yeah. His, I don't know, it doesn't really say on if their significant others were, like, into weird shit also, but they didn't believe in the cause. We know that much. Um... I'm looking at nicknames for Bonnie Nettles. It says other names. Ty, Peep, Wink, Pig Poop, Shelly West. Nice. It's the list of nicknames. Um, Marshall and Bonnie did have a variety of aliases over the years. They would call themselves Bo and Peep and Do and T. Um, The group also had a lot of different names before they adopted the name Heaven's Gate. What is Doe and T, or what, whatever you said? It's just what they called themselves. Because we know Bo and Peep is because they're ass clowns who want to be like, you guys are all sheep who follow us. I think that's kind of the same thing. They just... <laughs> they're, they're not even trying to hide it, that they think they're little sheep. Um, so Bonnie left her kids, and the oldest one, Terry, I think I brought her up earlier. Yes. She's the only one that kept in contact with her. Um which is very sad to think about, that she just, like, left her family to be in this cult. That would be very upsetting. Um, in 1975, they started to get more members into their group. They, in the mid to late 70s, they had about 100 members across the country of Heaven's Gate, and they would sleep in tents and sleeping bags, and they would beg in the streets. Um, so I mentioned that Marshall and Bonnie had a couple of different aliases, but they also believed that Applewhite was Jesus's successor and the present representative of Christ on Earth. In fact, Doe and T, which is Marshall and Bonnie, actually taught that Doe, which was um, Applewhite, was, his body was inhabited by the same alien spirit which belonged to Jesus. So they thought Applewhite had the same alien as Jesus, and then Nettles, Bonnie, had the same alien spirit which belonged to God the Father. Wait, I don't get it. They're, they're separate from the alien spirit inside of them? I don't know. Um, also, I don't think we're supposed to understand the cult mindset. So there were they had the nickname. Did you mention this Guinean pig? Nope. Which is very cute. 
<laughs> and I also said Shelly West earlier. That was just a pseudonym she had for when she was in the hospital. Okay. Which is interesting. She So she got diagnosed with cancer, and she thought that the doctor was ignorant and believed, along with Applewhite and everyone else in the cult, that she couldn't die and that she and Mar- Apple, er, Marshall Applewhite would eventually ascend together. Interesting. Yeah. So just ascend into the heavens, I guess. So she had, I think she had brain cancer. I'm not sure where it started because I've heard a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. But she had to have an eye removed in 1983. This is kind of getting ahead, but it's pertinent. Okay. She had an eye removed due to the cancer because it was spreading throughout her body. And so she eventually died from liver cancer. Because... I see. I'm not really sure because it's kind of confusing when you say an eye is confusing or an eye is removed and then liver. Yeah, liver cancer. So she died in 1985, uh, and it said I was watching a, a documentary that said she was alone, but then it, they talked to Terry, the oldest daughter, and she said that um, she didn't know anything about it. Like she was never even told that she was sick. So. Yeah, so Bonnie died alone without any of the cult members there to ascend with her. I guess they couldn't because she was supposed to be Shelly West and not connected to them somehow. But, yeah, so that's pretty sad. So Applewhite told the rest of the group that her body was a broken-down vehicle that she had to leave behind because she had to go on. Okay. She was had a divine purpose. Normal. Yeah. Um... So kind of backtracking a little bit, in the 70s and 80s, the kind of the cult mentality, cults started to become bigger than the U.S., and so that's kind of when Heaven's Gate started to really take off. They would travel around the, travel around the country and preach their beliefs about those extraterrestrials, the divine purpose, things like that. And um, a lot of their converts, a lot of their members held from different backgrounds. Some of them were Jews, some were Catholics, and some were um, evangelicals. Yep, thank you. And a lot of their crew members, that's kind of what they called their followers, were hippies. I mean, so... Oh, yeah, it was the hippie movement or whatever. Yeah, so it's the 70s, the 80s, and they, a lot of their hippies were recruited from far-left alternative religious backgrounds. And they actually had a a recruit who was a respected Republican running for Colorado House of Representatives at the time that he joined the cult. So that's kind of interesting. Wow. Um, Recruit numbers grew, and the clan of UFO followers all seemed to have a common need for a communal belonging and an alternative path to higher existence without the constraint of, um, like, a You know what's interesting? Let me cut you off right there, girl. Let's hear it. This is just a random thought I had. Is So, Jonestown happened in 1978, where everyone killed themselves in New Guinea. Uh, and they're in this weird cult, and since it started in, like, 1975 or whatever, I wonder, like, did they see that and were like, oh my gosh, where, where is this going? Or You know, like, how yeah. could that not affect them? And they just yeah. saw it and just kept going. But I think part of it was that this 
cult, Heaven's Gate at first, was kind of just like a group of hippies who were didn't really want to belong to one religion. They didn't want to have like a church that they went to. So I think they were intrigued by how they could have a religion and religious discussions without being Part constrained of to a specific church and specific like that's doctrines kind of, within the church. You kind of have your own free will to decide what you believe and what you're not, but you're still in a religious... That's really weird to me, because you would think that they would just be like, I don't want to be tied down to a religion at all, ever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Something interesting to me is when people leave, like, their main church, like, like more, we live where there's a bunch of Mormon people, so when people leave the Mormon church, it's weird to me when they go to another church, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know, like, Alpine something, oh, it's yeah. like a New Age Christian church. And it's just like, I thought that maybe, because I would assume that they left religion because they were like, it's all, there's nothing real, like, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, maybe having to tie it back to the Heaven's Gate thing that hippies would actually join is because they needed some kind of structure, like Mm -hmm. something to hold on to and base their life around. Yeah. When, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, Because that's the assumption I make about people who, like, leave a big organized church and go to another one. Yeah, they still want to have that structure and have something to hold on to. Yeah. So, Heaven's Gate, they got a lot of numbers before the pre-internet days, and then after the internet was starting to become a thing. Thanks, Al Gore. (laughs) They started um, uploading like recruit videos on the internet, they had a website, and they gained a reputation as a cyber culture form of religious thought. And they and then by the mid nineties they the group had become reclusive, calling themselves by a mysterious business name, Higher Source. And rumors began to spread throughout the group that the upcoming comet Hellbop housed a secret to their ultimate salvation and ascendance into the kingdom of heaven. These These rumors continued through the various internet videos, the video uploads on the webpage, and it gained a mass following. They were a very tech-savvy group. They really were. They started, so they were starting to make webpages for people um, because they were so tech-savvy and stuff, and they were starting to make about $400,000 a year on their, like, business from, what, what was it called, like, um... Higher, higher higher source. source. So they make a ton of money. Like, when they were going to kill themselves, they were like... I, I know they made all these goodbye videos, and they were like, sorry, we're not going to be able to finish some people's websites because we're going to be... Dang. Move on from our vehicles to the other. other. In 1996, they pur- purchased a large home called the Monastery, and it was a 9,000-square-foot residence in Rancho Santa Fe near San Diego, California, and the that house, that mo- monastery, that residence was eventually where the mass suicide occurred and the closure of heaven to Heaven's Gate. Well, so it wasn't actually bought; it was rented for seven grand a month. Shit. So, Caitlin, please don't say it's purchased when it's being rented. Okay, well, that's what it said. <laughs> Jeez, just just joking. I, like it doesn't really matter, but. Yeah, so also something I wanted to bring up is that Marshall Applewhite was very weird about sexuality. Like, obviously he had some kind of confusing times in his life where he was gay and not gay or whatever. So a big part of Heaven's Gate was that they needed to repress themselves sexually. 
just be celibate and not, yeah, I mean, you know what these words mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so one, at a certain point, I think in the 90s, they all, him and six guys, six of the men in the group, go to Mexico and get castrated surgically. I'm, and I need to add surgically in case we're picturing <laughs> them like, I don't know, doing some weird surgery in the backyard. But, yeah, it was a legit... A backyard castration. Yeah, we've all done it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, um... Oh, wait, wait. Also, having to do with that, they initially named their organization the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church. Oh. And then after, it was known as the Human Individual Metamorphosis because of the, um change the thing where they were supposed to be cat the caterpillars in this life and then when they pass on they are butterflies interesting something interesting to me is when people leave like their main church like like more we live where there's a bunch of mormon people so when people leave the mormon church it's weird to me when they go to another church mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know like alpine something oh, yeah. it's like a new age christian church and it's just like, I thought that maybe, because I would assume that they left religion because they were like, it's all, there's nothing real. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, maybe having to tie it back to the Heaven's Gate thing that hippies would actually join is because they needed some kind of structure, like mm -hmm. something to hold on to and base their life around. Yeah. When, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, Cause that's the assumption I make about people who like leave a big organized church yeah. and go to another one. Yeah, they still want to have that structure and have something to hold on to. Yeah. So Heaven's Gate, they got a lot of numbers before the pre-internet days, and then after the internet was starting to become a thing. Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> they started um, uploading like recruit videos on the internet. They had a website. And they gained a reputation as a cyber culture form of religious thought. And they, and then by the mid-90s, they, the group had become reclusive, calling themselves by a mysterious business name, Higher Source. And rumors began to spread throughout the group that the upcoming comet, Hellbop, housed a secret to their ultimate salvation and ascendance into the kingdom of heaven. Hellbop? Mm-hmm. These rumors continued through the various internet videos, the video uploads on the webpage, and it gained a mass following. They were a very tech-savvy group. They really were. They started, so they were starting to make web pages for people um, because they were so tech-savvy and stuff, and they were starting to make about $400,000 a year on their, like, business from, hit, what, what was it called? Like, um, higher, higher, higher Source. source. So they make a ton of money. Like, when they were going to kill themselves, they were like... I, I know they made all these goodbye videos, and they were like, sorry, we're not going to be able to finish some people's websites because we're going to be... Dang. Move on from our vehicles to the other. other. In 1996, they pur purchased a large home called the Monastery, and it was a 9,000-square-foot residence in Rancho Santa Fe near San Diego, California. And the, that's house that mo monastery that residence was eventually where the mass suicide occurred and the closure of heaven to heaven's gate well so it wasn't actually bought it was rented for seven grand a month shit 
So, Caitlin, please don't say it's purchased when it's being rented. Okay, well, that's what it said. <laughs> Jeez. Just, just joking. I, like, it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, so also something I wanted to bring up is that Marshall Applewhite was very weird about sexuality. I've, like, obviously he had some kind of confusing times in his life where he was gay and not gay or whatever. So a big part of Heaven's Gate was that they needed to repress themselves sexually just be celibate and not, yeah, I mean, you know what these words mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so one, at a certain point, I think in the 90s, they all, him and six guys, six of the men in the group, go to Mexico and get castrated surgically. I'm, and I need to add surgically in case we're picturing <laughs> them like, I don't know, doing some weird surgery in the backyard. But, yeah, it was a legit... A backyard castration. Yeah, we've all done it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So, um... Oh, wait, wait. Also, having to do with that, they initially named their organization the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church. Oh. And then after, it was known as the Human Individual Metamorphosis because of the, um change the thing where they were supposed to be cat the caterpillars in this life and then when they pass on they are butterflies interesting so to go with what sugar was saying about what they believed in that they were kind of caterpillars um they believe that the planet earth was about to be recycled like wiped clean renewed refurbished all that sort of thing and the only chance to survive was to leave immediately with so, Haley or with Hale Bop. Mm -hmm. And they believe that their bodies were only vessels meant to help them on their journey. And they, like Sugar has mentioned, they would call themselves the vehicles. And another weird thing about Heaven's Gate is that the members added the ODY to the first names they adopted in lieu of their original given names. And they also were required to have three consonants letters in front of that ODY. So, so everyone in uh, what's the Utah County should take a take a tip out of this book because their names are sweet. It's like oh, it has to end in O D Y, and it has has three consonants. I just put that. J J J O D, so I'd just be Jody. Yeah, there you go. So they had to do stuff like that, and they had to give up like their um, earthly possessions, their families, their friends, jewelry. Um, facial hair, even, and sexuality in order to be considered for this caterpillar change, this comment, taking the bodies up. So so they have to be rid of their facial hair the entire time they were in it, or was that just before? I think it's the entire time, because they had to oh, shed okay. every attachment to the planet Earth. That was one of the requirements to be a member. Good gravy. They had to give up all human-like characteristics. Yikes. So, I don't know. Okay. Um, they were... Wow. Ooh, they believe that there were evil space aliens called Luciferians. That's like in Scientology, the main, like, devil guy. The Bezelbub. What did you call him? Beelzebub. Beelzebub of Scientology is Xenu, and he's, like, a mean alien. And they believe that people who have, like, mental illnesses like depression, those are, like, Xenu's descendants. And that's why they hate they hate psychiatrists because they think that them they're like working for Xenu to like control your mind. What? I mean, 
I can't get too far into it, and I'm sure it's way more complicated, but, like, basically, there's... They just believe in... See, that's why it's a budget Scientology. Yeah, I believe it. Um, And they believe that Luciferians falsely represented represented themselves to Earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. Whoa. Yeah. So... That's kind of strange. And they believe that all existing religions on Earth had been corrupted by these Luciferians. That makes me think of Rastafarian. I know. That word. Yeah. Not that Rastafarians are no, like Luciferians. Just, but just, just the word. Yeah. Exactly. So, let's see. Let's go back. In 1980, it says that they had about 80 followers. That's when they had a bunch of different jobs, like... Com- they worked with computers or as car mechanics. I don't know how much work you would do with a computer in 1980. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could, but it was probably a humongous computer. Yeah, like the one that's the size of the room. Yeah. But, so, I mean, it's not like they were just idiot randos. They were, like, no. people who, like, went to college. Like, he was a professor, a former professor. A music professor, Yeah, though. but, I mean, you still... No offense, music professors, but you're garbage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure music professors are tight as hell. So anyway, um, in 1982, Applewhite and Nettles allowed their disciples to call their family. So up until that point, they were just like, we're going to all be together and you're not talking to your effing family. I heard there was a newsletter, is what was on a documentary I watched, where they would... They were worried that it was going to encourage the families to, like, reach out to them because they were reading about them. But, yeah, so there was a newsletter. And then in 1983, they relaxed the control and let their followers visit their relatives on Mother's Day. Interesting. They were only allowed short stays and were instructed to tell their families they were studying computers at a monastery. Because when you think of monks, you think of... Computers. Apparently. Sorry, we're kind of going in a weird order. It's because there's a lot of info. Yeah, and um, Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles believe that the American government would murder the members of Heaven's Gate because this is the time of the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and the events involving Randy Weaver at Ruby Bridge. So those were kind of smaller groups of people that the government had assassinated had murdered speaking of paranoid schizophrenia am i right right so he was kind of paranoid about that and um so heaven's gate some of their beliefs was obviously um to enter the next level of human existence the level above humans on that spacecraft and they believe that there were four methods to enter or graduate into the next level the first method was the physical pickup onto the Tila spacecraft and transfer to a next body aboard that craft. In this version... Like Tila Tequila? Tila? Mm-hmm. How do you spell it? T-E-L-A-H. Damn, that's not how you spell Tila Tequila, nope. but we'll, call, we'll liken it to that anyway. So this is when that spacecraft would come to Earth, collect Heaven's Gate's followers, and then their bodies would be transformed. Um, the second way to get to that next level was natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. So this is when the graduating soul leaves the human container, the human vehicle, for a perfected next level body. 
The third time was the outside persecution that leads to death, like what Applegate was paranoid of, of the American government. And then the fourth one was willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. I like, why don't, I like that it's just four definitions for death, like. Yeah, and. Oh, the, except for physical pickup onto a Tila, but. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And so the willful exit, exit from a body in a dignified manner was, Marshall had a revelation that they may have to abandon their human bodies and achieve the next level as Jesus had done. So, also I want to take it back, You I, did you already say this, that. The, that the Tila, or if they were to get picked up on the Tila, it was just like the apocalypse, basically. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, sorry. sorry. You're good. You're fine. Sorry, Kaylin, I wasn't listening because you are the worst. I am. So, obviously, Heaven's Gate um, did the fourth option, the willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. And that occurred on March 22nd and 23rd when all 39 members... They, their numbers had gone way down, committed suicide, and they graduated. Quotations. Well, there were still, there were people that weren't there that, like, would, after they were like, oh, shit, I missed the exit or whatever. <laughs> so they, like, some guy on this documentary I was watching was like, all I can do is spread the word of the, yeah, of Heaven's Gate. And he was, so he was, like, still. That's weird. I know. You'd think it would be over by now. Like, their website is still up and maintained. Which is crazy. And you can still ask questions. We should do a live Q&A with them. See if you can do a chat right now. Let's connect. So, on March 19th, 1997, Marshall Applewhite taped himself, taped himself speaking of mass suicide and asserted it was the only way to evacuate this earth. And that's after he claimed that a spacecraft was trailing the comet Hellbop. And he persuaded 38 followers to commit suicide so that their souls could board the supposed craft. And Nike. They were all wearing Nikes. Yeah, they were all wearing Nikes. And Marshall believed that after their deaths, uh, a UFO would take their souls to another level of ex existence above human, which he described as both being physical and spiritual. Um, I just want to point out, so I'm looking at the Heaven's Gate website while Caitlin is talking. Um... They have a special section on their website called Our Position Against Suicide. Interesting. Yeah. We know that it is only while we are in these physical vehicles, bodies, that we can learn the lessons needed to complete our own individual transition, as well as complete our task of offering the kingdom of heaven to this civilization one last time. We take good care of our vehicles so they can function well for us in this task, and we try to protect them from any harm. We fully desire, expect, and look forward to boarding a spacecraft from the next level very soon in our physical bodies. There is no doubt in our mind that being picked up is inevitable in the very near future, but what happens between now and then is a, the big question. We are keenly aware of several possibilities. So basically, they are trying to distance themselves from the suicide incident, I guess. Interesting. I, I mean, how could you keep can, like keep it going with this huge, that's really bizarre that they're even yeah. still up, but yeah, yeah, I guess they're like, we still believe what we believe, but now you don't have to kill yourself to be in it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, may yeah, maybe yeah. they're not trying yeah. to distance themselves, they're just trying to be like, changing it a little bit, maybe, maybe they figure that the comet, the spacecraft didn't really come, so they gotta change that belief. Um, so... Heaven's Gate is often classified as a UFO religion, 
because they held like UFO related beliefs. And in October of 1996, Heaven's Gate purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and would pay out $1 million per person. Let's let's start a business of that. Seriously, and the policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. So if you want to get pregnant by an alien, it's covered, I guess. They have, on the website, it has, sorry, I'm too distracted now. It has the last chance to evacuate Earth before it's recycled. Edited transcript of the videotape. From 1996. Oh, when he was talking about the suicide? Well, so they committed suicide in 1997, so I don't know that it's about that. Well, it's just basically what he said, but that's just really bizarre. And then it says you can email them at rep at heavensgate.com. So it's like, I don't, it just seems weird that they're like, here's this pit, this tape, we still believe in it. But I don't know. It's very weird. That's very strange. At the end of the tape, it says, I hope that you take advantage of this. I hope that I have been a servant of the next level, and that you might somehow come to know the next level through this meager effort. Oh, details on how to receive videotapes. What? Yeah, look into that. So, like Sugar mentioned, the group rented a big house near San Diego in Rancho Santa Fe, and 38 Heaven's Gate members plus Marshall Applewhite were found dead in the home on March 26, 1997. Um, many of the bodies had begun to decompose because it was in California and it was pretty warm and they were later cremated. Yikes, California. Right. With your hot weather, could you have been more considerate? Right. Um, Heaven's Gate members took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce and washed down with vodka. And they secured plastic bags around their heads after ingesting the mix to induce asphyxiation. I don't know why I didn't even think to say what how they died. I was like, That's they fine. all died and you know it. And they were found lying. They were found dead lying neatly in their own bunk beds, faces and torso, torsos covered by a square, square purple cloth. Each member carried a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. Um, That's, that was the toll to get on the vehicle, the Tila. Tequila. That's so weird. You gotta pay the troll toll if you want to get into this boys' hole. <laughs> Am I right? I love Always Sunday. Um, <laughs> boys' Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't talk today, guys. All 39 members were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nikes, and armband patches reading Heaven's Gate Away Team. So they were like a sports team? Apparently. They were going to go ball out in heaven. And the members were between the ages of 26 and 72 and are believed to have died in three groups over three days. <gasps> with, with remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's death. So 15 members died on March 24th. 15 on, died on March 25th. That's Preston's birthday. And Aww, nine on March twenty sixth. So Marshall Applewhite was the third to last member to die. Two women remained after him and were the only ones found without bags over their head. So y yikes. So one of the only group's members he, he was in this documentary, I remember him. His name is Rio D'Angelo. That was like his made up name. His real name is Richard Ford, which isn't Richard Ford is kind of a cool name, like you don't yeah. need to be like I'm Rio D'Angelo. Yeah. But, yeah, he didn't kill himself. He was there. He was talking about how he has, like, a sensitive smell or sense of smell 
or something when he was finding the bodies. I don't know. Rio D'Angelo was very confusing because it sounded like he kind of still believed it. But he had to stay on Earth to spread the message and also to sex up the woman because he never got castrated. Nice. He's Yeah, which is important to know. <sighs> and he videotaped the mansion, but the tape was not shown into to police until 2002, five years later. So Jonestown that happened in 1978 was the largest mass suicide, well, was a big-ass mass suicide, but this one is the largest one in the United States that's ever happened, which, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're going to do it, then do it big, I guess. Yeah. There was, I was listening to a thing on this, and a guy was talking about, he's like, I would love to have the feeling that they had, when, like, before they died, because they believed in it so much that they would do it. But I don't know, like, do you think, if, how would you not be there and be like, what the f, f is this? Yeah, I mean, you must, they've ha they're so brainwashed that they... I mean, it's good to believe in stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know that I've found something that I would just commit suicide for it. But I'm only 25 and not 12. That's true. So, this is very true. I don't, yeah, it's very confusing to me. But... So, yeah, what do you have any thoughts, Caitlin? Tell us your thoughts. I just feel like it's very strange, and it's just crazy. Like, I don't understand how you can be so brainwashed that you take your own life. That, that part's weird to me. I guess eating the applesauce with the poison in the vodka makes more sense as suicide, but I don't know. That's pretty cute and juvenile to eat applesauce. Yeah, <laughs> juvenile. I'm calling you out for how immature that is. But I think it's weird that they also put bags over their head. Like, how would you not panic when you stopped, when you couldn't breathe? That's freaking like, you know terrifying. What I mean? Like, when you start to suffocate, how do you not panic? And maybe they did, but... Wait, why did they take poison and then... Or wait, was it, they was took, it like... They took a poison and then they also put a bag over, a plastic bag over their head so that they would asphyxiate. Asphyxiate. Mm -hmm. Sorry that I keep correcting your nope. pronunciation. I'm just a scholar. But I just don't know how you don't start to panic. I know. That's like the scariest feeling ever. Not that I like ever put no, bags over but... my head, but like when you think. But anyway, so like I said, there were some f members. Did I? Maybe I didn't say this. Mm -hmm. and I just thought it with my huge ass brain. There were members that stayed alive through the thing. Uh, and we're like, oh, crap, I missed the ascent on the Tila Tequila. And so two former members, Wayne Cook and Charlie Humphreys, later committed suicide in a similar manner. Humphreys survived a suicide pact with Cook in May, uh, but then ultimately killed himself in February 1998. But so. there's still members who are running the website, so if you want some more information about their beliefs and... Things and about what they believe on suicide. Check out the website. It's don't, real weird. If I swear, if you commit, if you commit yourself to Heaven's Gate, I'm gonna be so mad. Right? Do not do this. Do not join cults. Just don't do it. We don't. No one here endorses Scientology or cults. What? What? What was Jonestown? Oh, it was like the People's Temple or something. Mm -hmm. Don't join the People's Temple. Just don't. Just stick with those mainstream religions. But still, if you feel. Like you, you have too email. much money. Email. I did get an email. Um, 
if you feel like throwing around your money, you can buy alien abduction insurance from us. For $1 million. Because we're starting a business. So, we're business us. Yeah. So, if you get... Wait, how would they get... If you get abducted by aliens, how would they... I don't know. Unless they came back to Earth. Do they, like, ins- pay your family out? I... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I didn't even know such a thing existed. Because, like, couldn't you just file that as, like, the life insurance? They're like, you're not on Earth anymore. Yeah. Maybe they did. This is a complex issue. And I'm sure there's like 20,000 more hours of info that we can oh, give yeah. you. Oh, yeah. But we just stuck with the basics, some interesting things. Yeah. I mean, there's documentaries, there's YouTube videos and stuff about you Heaven's can watch Gate. The, oh, did we mention that like the days before they died, they all like recorded goodbye messages? No. They all... There's a thing. They all did. Hopefully you kept listening and didn't just, like, peace out. I wouldn't blame them if they did. I would. Okay. Be loyal. <laughs> These hoes ain't loyal. We is. <laughs> yeah, we is. Anyways, this is just an interesting little cold for your <laughs> Thursday evening. Wait. So, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? So... Their Heaven's Away, Heaven's Gate Away team, many of the group's instances of the Star, it was pulled, so that name was pulled from Star Trek's fictional universe. Interesting. I don't know what that word is. Nomenclature? I have no idea. I thought you had a big brain, Shug. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. But I don't know what this is. Yeah, so that's a Star Trek thing. Just wanted to point that out in case you were a huge, uh, what's the guy? Trekkie. Yeah, Trekkie. I've never seen any of the movies or anything. I've seen the ones with, um, Chris Pine. I haven't seen any of those, but I... They're actually pretty good. They're pretty good. I'll give Chris Pine's versions a solid review. If Caitlin approves of it, it has to be so good. Well, duh. She has the hugest... What am I saying? She has I have no idea. the highest uh, standards for entertainment is what I was going to say. I just got distracted because it said, The music video for Nike's, a single from American R&B singer and rapper Frank Ocean, shows a scene in which a man is laid out in a similar fashion to how the Heaven's Gate members were discovered, wearing Nike decades with a purple cloth covering his face and torso. Oh! I've never even heard of that song. Me either. Or anything, but we're going to have to peep that right now. Anyway, thank you for listening. Sorry if we were too... Don't apologize. Oh, sorry if we were too good. And you were blown away by our... So blown away by our talent, you had to stop your car. How's that, Caitlin? I like it. <laughs> we don't need to be apologizing for every single thing. Yeah. Women need to be more confident in themselves. We need to be confident. We know we're good. We know we're powerful. <laughs> and... <laughs> We're not sorry. Unless we offended you, then we are sorry. Uh, yeah. Whatever she's Unless I about. offended a certain region like Dallas, Fort, Fort Worth, not sorry. Well, she just doesn't like your freaking airport. airport. But that's fair. Does it? Does the airport even have a Quiznos? No. Actually, I don't know. Let me look it up. There's a Quiznos in... Some strange little town on the way back from Manila, Utah. 
Oh my gosh, I thought there were no Quiznos here. It's, there's a little town. We passed it. Because I had to go up there for work. Did you know they have friend, uh, chef-inspired sauces? What? Have I said, I probably said this exact thing on this podcast before. No, you haven't. We've never talked about Quiznos, but there's one in a little town in Utah. I have a weird thing for Quiznos, probably because it was on Nathan for you. But anyway. You love that show. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. And you love It's Always Sunday, Sunday or whatever you said. <laughs> Jeez. We're a mess. Okay. Anyways. Right. Thanks for listening. We love you. Most of you. Kaylin, say I love you. Love you. Say I love you. I love you. A bushel and a peck. A bushel and a peck. And a hug around the neck. A hug around the neck. And a barrel what is that? and a heap. A barrel and a heap, and I'm talking in my sleep about you, about you. What is that? Have you never heard that song? No. Well, now you did. Sorry that that's the last <laughs> thing you had to hear before you committed suicide with a bag on your head. Thank you for listening. Just Have kidding. a good night. Do not commit suicide with a bag over your head. Bye. Or, or any other way. Not the answer. Do not. Call us literally. DM us online, we'll give you our phone numbers, and we'll talk to you online. We will. Whether it's for a religious cult reason or... Just for fun. Or other sick reasons. Okay, love okay, you, bye. love you, bye. Wait. So, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? So, their Heaven's, away, Heaven's Gate Away team, many of the group's instances of the start, it was pulled... So that name was pulled from Star Trek's fictional universe. Interesting. I don't know what that word is. Nomenclature? I have no idea. I thought you had a big brain, Shug. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. But I don't know what this is. Yeah, so that's a Star Trek thing. Just wanted to point that out in case you were a huge, uh, what's the guy? Trekkie. Yeah, Trekkie. I've never seen any of the movies or anything. I've seen the ones with, um, Chris Pine. I haven't seen any of those, but They're I, actually the pretty shat- good. They're pretty good. I'll give Chris Pine's versions a solid re- if, review. If Caitlin approves of it, it has to be so good. Well, duh. She has the hugest... What am I saying? She has I have no idea. The highest uh, standards for entertainment is what I was going to say. I just got distracted because it said, The music video for Nike's, a single from American R&B singer and rapper Frank Ocean... Shows a scene in which a man is laid out in a similar fashion to how the Heaven's Gate members were discovered, wearing Nike decades with a purple cloth covering his face and torso. Oh! I've never even heard of that song. Me either. Or anything, but we're going to have to peep that right now. Anyway, thank you for listening. Sorry if we were too... Don't apologize! Oh, sorry if we were too good. And you were blown away by our... So blown away by our talent, you had to stop your car. How's that, Caitlin? I like it. <laughs> We don't need to be apologizing for every single thing. Yeah. Women need to be more confident in themselves. We need to be confident. We know we're good. We know we're powerful. (laughs) And (laughs) we're not sorry. Unless we offended you, then we are sorry. Uh, yeah. Whatever she's talking about. Unless I offended a certain region like Dallas, Fort Worth, not sorry. Well, she just doesn't like your freaking airport. But that's fair. Does it? Does the airport even have a Quiznos? No. Actually, I don't know. Let me look it up. There's a Quiznos in some strange little town on the way back from Manila, Utah. 
Oh my gosh, I thought there were no Quiznos here. It's, there's a little town. We passed it. Because I had to go up there for work. Did you know they have friend, uh, chef-inspired sauces? What? Have I said, I probably said this exact thing on this podcast before. No, you haven't. We've never talked about Quiznos, but there's one in a little town in Utah. I have a weird thing for Quiznos, probably because it was on Nathan for you. But anyway. You love that show. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. And you love It's Always Sunday, Sunday or whatever you say. <laughs> Jeez. We're a mess. Okay. Anyways. Right. Thanks for listening. We love you. Most of you. Kaylin, say I love you. Love you. Say I love you. I love you. A bushel and a peck. A bushel and a peck. And a hug around the neck. A hug around the neck. And a barrel what is that? and a heap. A barrel and a heap, and I'm talking in my sleep about you, about you. What is that? Have you never heard that song? No. Well, now you did. Sorry that that's the last <laughs> thing you had to hear before you committed suicide with a bag on your head. Thank you for listening. Just Have kidding. a good night. Do not commit suicide with a bag over your head. Bye. Or, or any other way. Not the answer. Do not. Call us literally... DM us online, we'll give you our phone numbers, and we'll talk to you online. We will. Whether it's for a religious cult reason or... Just for fun. Or other sick reasons. Okay, love you, bye. love you, bye. Wait. So, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? So, their Heaven's Heaven's Gate Away team, many of the group's instances of the start, it was pulled... So that name was pulled from Star Trek's fictional universe. Interesting. I don't know what that word is. Nomenclature? I have no idea. I thought you had a big brain, Shug. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. But I don't know what this is. Yeah, so that's a Star Trek thing. Just wanted to point that out in case you were a huge, uh, what's the guy? Trekkie. Yeah, Trekkie. I've never seen any of the movies or anything. I've seen the ones with, um, Chris Pine. I haven't seen any of those, but They're I, actually the pretty shat- good. They're pretty good. I'll give Chris Pine's versions a solid re- if, review. If Caitlin approves of it, it has to be so good. Well, duh. She has the hugest... What am I saying? She has I have no idea. The highest uh, standards for entertainment is what I was going to say. I just got distracted because it said, The music video for Nike's, a single from American R&B singer and rapper Frank Ocean... Shows a scene in which a man is laid out in a similar fashion to how the Heaven's Gate members were discovered, wearing Nike decades with a purple cloth covering his face and torso. Oh! I've never even heard of that song. Me either. Or anything, but we're going to have to peep that right now. Anyway, thank you for listening. Sorry if we were too... Don't apologize! Oh, sorry if we were too good. And you were blown away by our... So blown away by our talent, you had to stop your car. How's that, Caitlin? I like it. <laughs> We don't need to be apologizing for every single thing. Yeah. Women need to be more confident in themselves. We need to be confident. We know we're good. We know we're powerful. (laughs) And (laughs) we're not sorry. Unless we offended you, then we are sorry. Uh, yeah. Whatever she's talking about. Unless I offended a certain region like Dallas-Fort Worth, not sorry. Well, she just doesn't like your freaking airport. But that's fair. Does it? Does the airport even have a Quiznos? No. Actually, I don't know. Let me look it up. There's a Quiznos in some strange little town on the way back from Manila, Utah. 
Oh my gosh, I thought there were no Quiznos here. It's, there's a little town. We passed it. Because I had to go up there for work. Did you know they have friend, uh, chef-inspired sauces? What? Have I said, I probably said this exact thing on this podcast before. No, you haven't. We've never talked about Quiznos, but there's one in a little town in Utah. I have a weird thing for Quiznos, probably because it was on Nathan for you. But anyway. You love that show. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. And you love It's Always Sunday, Sunday or whatever you said. <laughs> Jeez. We're a mess. Okay. Anyways. Right. Thanks for listening. We love you. Most of you. Kaylin, say I love you. Love you. Say I love you. I love you. A bushel and a peck. A bushel and a peck. And a hug around the neck. A hug around the neck. And a barrel what is that? and a heap. A barrel and a heap, and I'm talking in my sleep about you, about you. What is that? Have you never heard that song? No. Well, now you did. Sorry that that's the last <laughs> thing you had to hear before you committed suicide with a bag on your head. Thank you for listening. Just Have kidding. a good night. Do not commit suicide with a bag over your head. Bye. Or, or any other way. Not the answer. Do not. Call us literally. DM us online, we'll give you our phone numbers, and we'll talk to you online. We will. Whether it's for a religious cult reason or... Just for fun. Or other sick reasons. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye.